following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Dude, your fucking kidneys are working overtime, baby. Oh, yeah, I'm going to die young. (laughs) Damn, that's scary. Okay, I'm glad you brought it up. Well, to be honest, my um, perceptions of reality have been skewed lately. Yeah, um, I was actually very concerned because I had a real fun-filled weekend full of water skiing and uh uh, wholesome yes uh and a lot of drinking just fun in the Uh, sun with your dad and a dog never have enough dogs in the tub baby i was a little concerned when i got the text from you saying i am so deep into the abyss that i feel the abyss is staring back at me i don't know if that ever happened and then i got another text that said i am so deep in the darkness i think it's always going to be dark no and what? I tried calling you a few times and I was concerned. Like I called your mom, I called your brother, your sister. Well, what did they say? They uh they said, Micah, please stop calling us. We have a restraining order against you. Oh, yeah, because right? of uh, uh past incidents, they do not want to hear your voice ever again. Oh, the rape. Yeah. But Ugh. uh oh. <laughs> hey, sorry, mom. Well, I guess to clarify, I should probably uh you know give a little bit of insight on what we're talking about to the uh the audience at large out there i spent a week camping in the woods this weekend by yourself and, uh, yeah well you know sometimes you just got to do that sometimes you got to uh, gain perspective on the natural world and at a certain point i did wake up next to a roaring fire so somebody started that i assume it i don't know maybe it was me probably but uh, i was spooning a raccoon which I don't know if um, anyone's ever done that, and I'm not sure if it was intentional, but this little guy, he was very generous. Like, keeping you warm? Yes, and he had things to say. What did he say? He's gay. Well, I I don't actually speak the language, so, like, I could tell that he was trying to communicate, and I was just sort of nodding my head. Like, you know, the way uh, you sometimes do when you're just trying to get through a conversation, and you're like, all right. He's gay. In short time, he did kind of you know, move along on his way. I did see him eating some of my vomit later that evening. Oh, did you name him King Trashmouth? His name's Little King Trashmouth. Of course. What else would you call a raccoon? Gay. Oh, of course. King Trashmouth. All gay. He's got a boyfriend. They just got married. (laughs) He's gay. But the damnedest thing, I passed out at a certain point, woke up in the midst of a coven of fucking witches. Has this ever happened to you? Yes, kind of. That's a story for another time. Goth adults, so to speak. Oh, the Blair Witch 2. You know what? It turns out I had wandered down the street. I wasn't even in the woods this entire time. I went to the local goth bar. You know, had a little too much to drink. Absent. one tends to do. (laughs) Woke up to uh, what appeared to be uh, the cast of the craft. Just kind of poking me with their toes and wondering when I'm going to get the fuck up off their floor. What are you, my dad? Not a bad question, Bert. So you remember last week when we were getting a little classy on your asses? Yeah, that's all out the fucking window. Yeah. Hey, everybody. We're, we're damn, damn That's Scary. 
My name is Micah. I'm coming out of Reno, Nevada. I'm coming hard and I'm coming fast. And God, do I come a lot. Is there any over other there, way? Over there in Buffalo, New York, hide your uterus. It is Greg. How you doing, baby? Well, I mean, you don't. <laughs> I'm a freak. I like the girls with the boom. I once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. God bless you for that. Uh, sorry, we uh, we weren't around last week. Of course, uh, as, as I, uh, you're all aware that we had ourselves quite the week. Yeah, and you know what? You're probably not going to know which week we skipped because uh, time is an illusion when it comes to damn that scary. We're not fucking doing any kind of regular schedule. Time's irrelevant. Who gives a fuck? This is the summer of fucking full moon. This is lycanthropy at large. And that's right. Yeah, we were bringing you a bunch of fucking werewolves. Well, guess what? We are just throwing spaghetti at the wall and whatever sticks, sticks, baby. Oh, you know, we love a good spagoot on this show. Remember that time you and I shared that spaghetti dinner and we were slurping up that noodle and then you ended up sucking my dick? <laughs> Two dogs in a tub that night in Naples. Hey, did you happen to check out anything at all this past week or two? Well, no. But I did watch a couple of fucking trailers. You watched a couple of trailers! Chill out, dickwad. Before we get to the trailer talk, I just, I know I put this over before, but I cannot stress enough how fucking good the boys season three is on Amazon Prime. It oh, is absolutely, fantastic. absolutely amazing. Jensen Eccles as Soldier Boy. Anthony Starr as the Homelander. Carl Urban as fucking Billy Butcher. This is probably one of the best shows ever. Oh, it rules. And if you love penis, it's got a lot of that for you. It sure does. You know what? It's a show for the ladies. A lot of man ass. It subverts all of your expectations when it comes to gratuity. Honestly, yeah, it does. You got fucking superheroes, fucking octopus. Octopi, please. Oh, fuck me. People blowing up left and right. People getting turned inside out. It is just so much goddamn fun. The story is great. And I know you're like, what are you doing talking about? This is not horror. The main character is fucking terrifying. He is so goddamn scary. This is horror. He's basically Superman gone wrong. So, I mean, that terrifies me. Yeah. Like, if that was real, like, that's, we're all doomed. Turn back while you still can. What I do is every, every Friday night or Thursday night, I go outside, I smoke a joint, I watch a new episode of The Boys, and I sit there and I have mini panic attacks going, this is real. We're all fucked. Oh, I pray to Melmac every weekend just to make sure that nobody's going to come from outer space and uh, you just fuck our shit up the way the Homelander does. Yeah, you probably should. You probably definitely should. I recommend you all do the same. I recommend you do too. And I know I said this before, but I'm going to say it again. The Mad God. Yes. Greg, did you get a chance to check out The Mad God yet on loved Shutter? It. Absolutely loved it. You saw it. It was a journey. Oh, my God. Of epic proportions. We teased it last episode. We gave you a little preview, a little insight into the trailer. All I can say is you got to watch it for yourself. You got to see it. You've got to experience it. It is a work of art, my friend. Absolutely. I can't explain the plot. I mean, there's no dialogue. I mean, I don't. what is there really to say about it? Just watch it. Just fucking watch it. Watch it. it. Fucking watch it. If you like animation, if you like Tim Burton-style animation with a lot more gore, a lot more guts, a lot more uh, panache. 
Yeah. It's, it's so it's gory. Bold. It's brutal. Daring. It will challenge all of your sensibilities. Check it out. Mad, Mad God. God. Streaming exclusively on Shudder. And Amazon Prime. Fuck, dude, you know that movie took 30 years to make? I've heard, yes. Uh, it was also done by the motherfucker that did all the special effects from Return of the Jedi. When you watch the movie, you could just see how ambitious this movie is. A true labor of love. Absolutely. Now, Greg, Craig. you mentioned that you watched some trailers. I did. I would love to hear about them. Well, the first one is called The Invitation. Okay. And it's a little story about Miss Sande from Game of Thrones getting vampire cliche until her inner ninja emerges and she beats some ass. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, not a whole lot more to it, but I will mention in this trailer, there were a couple of very distinct homage shots. Did you catch homage? Homage. Homage. But did you see the classic Elm Street hands pushing against the wall shot? Yes, I did. Did you see the, I think it was from the movie Quarantine and probably a lot of other horror movies, the first person getting pulled away from the camera shot? I did. Yeah, this whole movie, I think whoever's directing it, whoever's uh, the DP. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, they know the genre. They know their horror chops and they're referencing the right thing. So I'm going to keep this in mind. I'm probably going to check it out when it comes out. Definitely going to check it out. The Invitation drops into theaters August 26th. Go check out the trailer. It looks great. Uh, Masandre? Masandre? Natalie Emmanuel. You know she loves getting her pussy licked if you watch Game of Thrones. Mm. You don't even have to have a cock to pleasure this woman. She's, uh, <laughs> that sounds great to me. Hey! <laughs> Greg and I, were a couple micros. Let me tell you what. On a good day. She's just seeing us outside of the pool. But yeah, I'm pretty stoked about this one. This is also coming from the producer of The Curse of La Llorona, uh, which kind of sucked. I didn't see it. It sucked. That's all I'm saying. I literally have nothing to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, this is really exciting for all you kids out there. I know we do have some younger listeners. Mm, Maybe. Uh, but if you are our age, you probably want your kids to be watching horror. So what better way to introduce them to horror with something along the lines of a movie called Monster High, the movie. Okay. You want your kids to get Monster High, but you don't want to be there to see it. Maybe just throw this one in the old VHS and uh, let them figure their shit out for the rest of the Yeah. Lives. That's just my like- advice as a parent. I'm a great fucking father all of my kids you kiss like my dad you know goddamn well back in 1997 our parents fucking knew exactly what we were doing when we had a slumber party our sleeping bag was stuffed with a bottle of bourbon we had ourselves a plethora of porn with us and we all jerked off back to back underneath sleeping bags the way god intended it always back to back uh so you know let your kids go see monster monster high (laughs) monster high the movie which is coming out october 6th i think the jonas brothers are in that let them go let them jerk off to the movie theater <laughs> let them learn the way we learned oh greg i know this is gonna tickle your fancy you know how to push all my buttons but you keep on fronting uh say what you gonna do to me uh-huh but i see nothing uh event horizon oh my favorite the 25th anniversary of Event Horizon is approaching us. 
25 years ago, Event Horizon came out in theaters. And did mm. you see that movie in the theater? I did, actually. Yeah, me too. It was fucking oh, it was beautiful. Great. Did they dig more film out of a cave for this? Yes, Greg. They certainly did. The very, very limited edition 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray Steelbook is going to come out August 9th, 2022. I'm not really that much of a, 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 a collector. Now, I hate saying that because, of course, collecting is very big in the horror genre. I'm not actually really big on the whole, like, let me get every Blu-ray that comes out. Let me get every fucking VHS that's like a reprint to come out, whatever. Collect all this shit. Depends on the movie, right? I am absolutely going to fucking pre-order this. Event Horizon is one of my favorite fucking movies of all time. So check this out. Yeah. This is going to come with commentary by director Paul W.S. Anderson. I always come with commentary. Continue. Uh, when I come, I say, Shia LaBeouf! I describe my every action. <laughs> it's off-putting. <laughs> Pulling my socks up. <laughs> the socks stay on because I'm here on business. The making of Event Horizon. Five documentaries of Event Horizon are going to be on this Blu-ray. The Point of No Return, the filming of Event Horizon with director commentary. Okay. Secrets. Deleted and extended scenes with selectable director commentary. That's a tongue twister. I, I, I had a hard time getting that out. It may have been the tequila. It may have been the fucking wording. I don't know. You fucking killed it, though. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. One take Mitch over here. Thanks, baby. No, here it is. Here it is, Greg. This is the be-all, end-all. You ready for it? Okay. The unseen version of event horizon the one we were supposed to get we are finally getting the ultimate version of event horizon we thought the footage was lost forever the film that they dug from the caverns in fucking uh, lithuania wherever it was yeah Uh, latvia the salt caves so six months ago when we had our best episode and we talked about that, this is the fruits of that labor. They finally took that film. They're putting it to DVD. They're making it available to the public. I can't fucking wait to see this. Oh, my God. I am so excited. And, of course, we're getting a bunch of theatrical trailers and TV spots, but who gives a fuck about that? We are finally going to get the event horizon that we were meant to see. I have to change my pants. American Horror Stories is coming back for a season two. My you- favorite. I don't think you saw any of the first season of American Horror Story that came out like 10 years ago. Yeah, it came out like 13 years ago, but I'm talking about American Horror Stories, the anthology th- uh, series. Oh, this is me. You fool! Yeah, so it's uh, season two is going to be coming out July 21st on Hulu. What kind of anthologies do we have to look forward to in this season? Who fucking knows? There's probably going to be uh, some murder. Because it's American Horror Story, there's probably going to be some rape. Maybe a ghost. Probably a ghost or two. Maybe a Uh, circus. Yeah, there might be the whole, like, plot to kill a significant other gone wrong. Maybe an asylum. Maybe you kill Santa, but Santa comes back and kills you. Sure. Maybe a post-apocalypse. Maybe there's that whole, uh, you know, in the future, there's going to be machines killing us. Or they might do, like, a retro kind of, like, 1980s thing. Yeah, like Terminator. Your move, creep. The possibilities are endless when it comes to anthologies, and that's what I love about them. I'm more of a creep show guy myself, Greg. Well, of course. And uh, to a greater extent, Tales from the Crypt. 
which might be the most perfect show ever put to film. I retract my statement from about 10 minutes ago when I was talking about The Boys, Tales from the Crypt, greatest show ever. Hands down. John Cassiro's Crypt Keeper, that guy is fucking man's game. I'd agree with that. Yeah. And also, Creep Show, keeping it alive, everybody. We all can't wait for the next one. I can't wait for season five or six or four. I don't remember. There's a bunch, there's a bunch of creep shows. Doesn't matter. I'm watching it. Greg, you're a fan of Rosemary's Baby, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> who isn't? Gave birth to some of my favorite sound clips from this show. I'm sure some of the older fans uh, recognize. So there is a film titled Apartment 7A, which is directed by Natalie Erica James from Relic. It is now actually wrapping production. Now, uh, there is a real big rumor going around. Mm. This isn't set in stone, but everything is leading to this, is that this is actually a prequel to Roman Polanski's classic Rosemary's Baby. Okay, so we're going to get you to see the actual conception in this one. I know. Roman Polanski did have sex with a 13-year-old girl. No, that is a matter of record. That is absolutely true. Yeah, no, no, it is it is a fact. Roman Polanski had sex with a 13-year-old. He had to leave the country. Not funny. I think the last movie he did was The Gate. And like it was common knowledge that Roman Polanski fucked a 13-year-old after his wife Sharon Tate was murdered by the Manson family. Hey man, you do Rosemary's baby and then Chinatown. But then you do the gate with Christopher Lee and Johnny Depp? Like yeah, if he was able to get away with bullshit like uh, Ninth Gate. The Ninth Gate, my bad. The Gate's the, a fan- phenomenal movie. Ninth Gate, not yeah, so a, much. That's a different movie. I knew what you meant, though. The rest of his career was whatever. Garbage. But I can only assume that everybody else in Hollywood was just sort of like, hey, Roman got caught. <laughs> We're all sitting pretty. <laughs> I, guess he's, I guess we won't see him until we go to fucking Lithuania. Oh, boy, Roman better keep his fucking mouth shut about us, huh? I mean, he's still alive, so apparently uh, you can keep a secret. Yeah, yeah. You think he's ever been to Jared Leto's sex island? I'm positive he has. I Okay, quick, uh, quick conspiracy theory here. Okay. Do you think Roman Polanski had facial reconstructive surgery to look just like Jared Leto? Do you think Roman Polanski is just Jared Leto? You think they are the same person. It's very possible. And that explains my hatred for Jared Leto. Jared Leto would be like a much less talented Roman Polanski. It's like if he decided to change careers and start singing in like an emo band. Oh, yeah. I'm only saying that because I know all fans of 30 Seconds to whatever the fuck just hate it when you call that band emo. You don't know what it's like to walk into class almost every day and be called Edward Scissorhands. You don't. I know about four people that are fans of 30 Seconds to Mars, and they will die on that fucking mountain. Defending the band, defending Jared Leto. It well, sucks. It's because he's a cult leader. Oh! Exactly. He I hypnotizes mean, like, you with those eyes. I'm your cult leader. You defend me to the death. It's not funny! It's not! Hey, there's another trailer I wanted to talk about. What? It's called Fall. Just fall, not the fall, but fall. Are you yeah, talking just, about like the fall foliage? It's just fall. It's fall, like um, like autumn. It's a film about falling. It's not about leaves. Oh. It's not about season changes. It's not about that uh, that warm fuzzy feeling that you get when your favorite holiday is coming along, which we all know is Halloween. This is about climbing oh. 
up a uh, what would you call it? Like a radio tower, much like Arnie from What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Uh, you get yeah. stuck at the top of something you're not going to be welcome on. And then maybe, just maybe, you lose your footing and you take a little bit of a, a fall. <laughs> and that's terrifying to me. Okay, so my biggest fear is actually heights. I have a very, very big fear of heights. Understandable. Uh, I'm an avid mountain biker. I'm a very avid skier, but I have an issue of being on a lift. Mm-hmm. I have an issue of being on a ledge. I have an issue of being on a cliff. I have an issue of sleeping uh, with my back to you. Yeah, Re- this... regardless of the altitude. As you should. Good God, this is a great premise, and I don't want to see it because I'm actually getting sweaty talking about it. My feet sweating, my hands are sweating, my armpits are sweating, my I ass crack that. is sweating. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm actually getting really sweaty. I had to take my fucking hat off here. Your hat turned a different color. No, I'm keeping the hat on. It's like one of those uh, Matchbox cars from back in the day that <laughs> it turned when you from, dip it in water. Yeah, it turned from blue to a bright magenta when you started talking about heights. Yeah, there's a new trend of male swim trunks that do that shit. And I'm so here for it because it is the 90s all over again. I like the ones that turn clear when you get wet. I like the way uh, balls and uh, penis look in that mesh netting all balled up. Cool. Uh, I mean, you know, for me, like I like it. I like I like mesh underwear. I like to wear mesh underwear. It's very breathable. That's kind of the whole uh, idea behind it, I think, right? Yeah, it's very it's very breathable, especially if you're in a humid climate or if you're watching the preview for the movie Fall, which uh, two friends decide to scale a 2,000-foot rusty radio tower but find themselves trapped on top without any means of getting down. It looks like it got highly... a lot foggier in the trailer just while you're sitting there talking about this. <sighs> yeah, my heart's racing. Fuck, precipitation man. behind you. Yeah, this is directed by Scott Mann, who directed Heist, starring Robert De Niro and uh, Dave Batista, star of Army of the Dead, Dave Batista. And apparently Jeffrey Dean Morgan is in this shit, too, somehow. And we all know and we all love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh, yeah, J.D. Morgan, one of my favorites. Hey, he's fucking man's game. We love him. Smells like leather, <laughs> or like wet leather. I like a good wet leather. Thank you, sweetie. Hey, Greg. Hi. What's the most anticipated movie of the year? Is it Terrifier 2? Correct, Mungo, broski. Fuck. It's nostalgic. It's dark. It's bloody. Uh, so no wonder why it would get picked up by Bloody Disgusting and Screambox. Hell yeah. It is sure to shock the shit right out of your shorts. That's right. So there still isn't an actual date yet, but we are told that we are looking forward to a Halloween release. I feel like that would be wise. And you heard it here first months ago. Chris Jericho is starring in Terrifier 2. That is not public knowledge yet, but I'm telling you all that right now. And I hope he brings his leather pants. You know he is. Chris Jericho doesn't go anywhere without those shits. Jesus be my guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Jesus take the wheel, Judas on my necklace. Because I'm too drunk for driving, but I'm still going home. What am I going to do? Leave my car in some fucking parking lot like an asshole? I'm taking it with me. No, I'm going to blast some fucking Fozzie on the way home and just hope that the cops don't see me. 
Hey, man, and if they do, you better hope that your name is Jeff Hardy. Well, that's why I carry a fake ID that has that exact name on it. Although uh, I prefer the name Jeffrey. And uh, one last thing I just want to point out that uh, Netflix servers were not ready for the season finale of Stranger Things season four because Netflix apparently crashed in the middle of the night when Stranger Things finally fucking debuted because there's a bunch of nerds that stayed up super fucking late waiting for the premiere of the second part of season four of Stranger Things. Plenty of demand for the final several episodes. Apparently one of them is two and a half hours long. Yeah. Um, but you killed Netflix. Yeah, Netflix is dead forever. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. I. Uh, the thing is, is like Netflix sucks. Netflix is fucking terrible. But oh, okay. Well, you know, I'm kind of a fan, it, but that's... It, I'm not a fan of Netflix. Not uh, as much as I love Tubi. Oh, goddamn! Do I love Tubi? Goddamn! Do I love Shutter? And goddamn! Do I love Tubi? <laughs> but Fossum. Oh, fuck you, Fossum! If I ever see you again. The last time I watched a movie on Fossum was back in Troll March when we reviewed Kabuki Man. Those were bad days. Dude, the only way I could watch Kabuki Man was on Fossum, and the Mm. amount of commercials made me want to fucking shove a nine-inch nail up my dick hole, and my dick is two inches big. I don't know how we got through that collectively. That was our personal Vietnam. That was my personal 9-11. That was my personal Oklahoma City. That was my personal Hiroshima. Well, that was just my straight-up holler. Hello, Greg. Come on, Greg. Hey. So uh, we are going to continue full moon. That's right. I know it's not June anymore. We're going into July, (laughs) possibly August. Now, I know that you think that we're going to continue werewolves, but we're going to throw a little swerve at you. But before we get into that... I gotta say, I'm sorry. This again. Yeah, it's time for the apology corner. Okay, let's do it. Matt, cue it up, baby. Thank you, man. Oh, thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Per tradition, I'll go first. First and foremost, I want to apologize to Rudy. The Rudy. Um, Rudy, we were pretty harsh on you last week. And uh, you know what? Maybe Joe Montana was a little harsh on you, too. Maybe not as harsh as Greg and I were on you. Uh, Montana. Joe Montana. Mon- 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 Montagna? Yeah, no, not Fat Tony. Oh, fuck. Montana. The football star. The cor- I mixed him up. All right. The quarterback, Joe Montana, uh, was a little bit too harsh on you. Yeah. Uh, Unreasonable, even. That's right. Uh, Corey, Corey Hain, who played as Rudy, or that Corey Feldman. Right. It was one of them. Uh, no, Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman. Uh, Sean uh, Patrick Flannery. Uh, Sean William Scott, who played uh, as uh, Rudy. F. Scott Fitzgerald. Uh, Vince Vaughn, who played as Rudy. I want to uh, formally apologize to you. This had nothing to do with the actor. It had everything to do with the actual Daniel Day-Lewis that was Rudy himself. Yes. And uh, I'm sorry you did great. We're all very proud of you. And we love you. It's fair. I also want to apologize to the fans of Damn That Scary. Um, mm. It's the summer. 
you're not listening to podcasts as much as you do in uh, the fall and the winter and the spring. I mean, maybe some and of you are. Like this, that would be great. Yeah, like. that would be great for uh, for us. That'd be awesome. Thank you so much. Buy our merch. But uh, it is the summer, and uh, Greg and I we're we're mountain men. We're we're campers. We're go getters. There may be a few times this uh, this season where you'll go a week without damn that scary, but we have a whole catalog behind us, especially for our new listeners that are just tuning in. We're 86 fucking episodes deep. Also, go check I can out. guarantee you we're not going anywhere, so it might be no, a week or two, but we're always coming back. Yes, we are. Just like, uh, just like that shark from Jaws. We're always coming back. Yeah, we are. Just but, like your Boy Scout leader. We're always... But, uh, yeah, for that, we're sorry. But Just like, like your said, stepdad when he's watching volleyball. <laughs> we're always coming back. Just like Padre Pio. We're always coming back. Just like your high school wrestling coach. We're <laughs> always coming back. Just like your favorite senator. We're always coming back. Just like your whiskey-breathed uncle. We're always coming back. <sighs> just terrible. But yeah, so we're sorry for that. But just stay with us. Stick with us. As Greg said, we're not going anywhere. We love you guys. We love doing this. But, you know, we're sorry. I've actually I'm made sorry. a point of never apologizing to the audience for anything. And I would uh, prefer to keep that uh, streak going. Well, me, I like to say I'm sorry. Even if I mean it or not. Just ask my ex-wife. No fisting, you say. Anything else you object to? She's she's very upset with you. Greg, take it away, baby. I guess it's my turn to apologize. Um, this one's going in a totally different fucking direction. All the heartfelt shit is out the window. Um, I'm actually concerned for my life this week. Oh! Yeah, not sure if you listened to last week's episode, my friend, but I put myself in mortal danger. Better that than putting yourself in mortal combat. Oh, that actually sounds kind of fun. Like, what kind of powers do I get? Uh, never mind. Don't worry about that. Um, okay. This one's to uh, one William Jefferson Clinton, the former governor of Arkansas and disgraced fellatio receiving president of the United States. Okay. Last episode, I made some remarks. Um, you know what? It doesn't really matter what they were. And I certainly won't repeat them here now today. I'm not going to apologize so much as I'm going to beg your forgiveness. Please do not kill me. We all know what you're capable of. You've proven it time and time again. Just look at Epstein. If you let me live, I'll stop telling everyone that your wife eats babies. And maybe I'll even encourage some of my rich and influential friends to donate to your foundation. So... For the record, I am not suicidal, but I am sorry. Thank you, Mr. Clinton. Clinton! Clinton! Now, my favorite Clinton is actually George. Oh, yeah, mine too. Parliament Funkadelic basically oh. raised me as a child. Hey, August 14th, Truckee, California, baby. I just can't kick those cigarettes. Well, Greg, without further ado, let's get to the movie of the fucking week. Oh. We are continuing Full Moon, but instead of oh. werewolves, we are going with Full Moon Pictures on this one, baby. It's a switcheroo. That's right. June was 
chock full of werewolves because we had a full moon back in June. Well, guess what, baby cakes? We are bringing you full moon pictures right now. That's right, Charles Ban and Greg. What are we starting this with? Well, this time it's going to be a little picture I like to call subspecies from 1991. Subspecies, which is an absolute phenomenal vampire movie, which breaks away from the norm and just kind of has fun with it. Let's get into it, baby. Without further ado, let's get into our ragtag group of characters. Okay, here we go. Well, anyone who's ever seen the subspecies series knows that we've got to start with a little man named Ragu. <laughs> he likes the spagoot. He is a mongoloid vampire lord, a long-fingered five-head, a stone thief, a usurper, a daywalker, a bad son, and a lusty old creep. Boy, howdy is he ever lusty. He loves tits so much. Radu is actually well, played by Anders Hove. And he is fantastic in this role. My God, he is so fucking good there are four subspecies movies soon to be a fifth installment which uh completed filming back in 2020 part of the deadly 10 that full moon pictures charles band was coming out with it'll come out eventually now uh for our older older audience you would recognize anders hove from from what greg correct general hospital i was gonna say that yeah he was a reoccurring character on general hospital uh he's in a bunch of other random shit well you know he's also in uh bloodstone subspecies two he's in every subspecies movie um, he's then there's uh subspecies three bloodlust yeah yeah very lusty subspecies four i think that one was called bone storm no, no, no. Bloodstorm. You got to get to the cellar. Bloodstorm and Bone Squad. <laughs> Bloodstorm 2, Bloodstrike. Idiot. <laughs> Bloodstorm 3, Revelations. <laughs> Bloodstorm 2, stupid. His character was actually named after Vlad the Impaler's brother. This is a little yes! tidbit of information for you. Vlad the Impaler's brother, also known as Ragu the Marinera. <laughs> who was a particularly violent and cruel saucier of the mid-1400s. There's a lot that we're going to cover with uh, Ragu and uh, Anders Hove as we uh, review subspecies because, god damn, he is so fucking good. Let's just say this is the part that he was born to play. Yeah, Ragu Vladislav. <laughs> All right, who's next? Well, I abbreviated this one for the sake of brevity. And just called them the Blondies. Oh, thank God. Yeah. I can't tell them apart. These are three interchangeable female history students. Two are Americans. One is Romanian. They are bland. They are generic. They are indistinguishable. And honestly, they're not all blonde. But I'm just calling them the Blondies because there was not a whole lot of care or character written into their parts. Okay, yeah. So of course we have the main, which you're 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 lumping Laura May Tate, who plays Michelle as one of the blondies. Yep, she's blondie. She's not blonde. That's okay. Laura May Tate was actually replaced for the rest of the subspecies movies by a much better actress. Oh, good. This goes along the lines of 
Twilight, how all these fucking vampires are obsessed with Bella, who is just so plain. Right. Uh, in Subspecies 2, 3, and 4, uh, we have a different actress playing as Michelle, mm-hmm. and she is mesmerizing. So next we have Stefan, who is a handsome zoologist, an unblinking sex machine, a hero, a rebel. He's also Ragu's brother and an immortal blood-sucking vampire prince. Yeah, he definitely looks like a backup dancer in a Human League music video. He is as conflicted as he is beautiful. Also plays Decker Moss from General Hospital, which also stars Anders Hove. Jeez, I, like, I uh, wonder why they play so well off of each other. I feel like somebody passed out a flyer on the set of General Hospital when this film was being made. Probably. Yeah. Uh, he's he's also in an episode of Freddy's Nightmares, mm-hmm. and uh, he's in uh, some other exploitation films before Subspecies. Honestly, that's it. He kind of sucks. Very brooding, very stoic, and he doesn't really bring a whole lot to this movie. At least I don't think so. He's both a studied and practiced actor. I sure. am sorry that you don't appreciate his abilities. But you know Sorry. what? Fuck him, because our next guy, we've got Carl, who is Carl! the fucking man. Dude, Carl fucking rules. Carl is the caretaker of Prejmer? Fortress, which is in Romania, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He is a dramatic historian, a vampire servant, a holy warrior, a big, bald, badass, and a possible Belmont. Oh, he's totally a fucking Belmont. Right. Yeah, dude. Dude, fuck out of here with the Van Helsing shit. This motherfucker is Belmont lineage to a goddamn T. All this cocksucker needed was a fucking whip. Born in Guadalajara, died in Seattle, Washington at the age of 87 back in 2018. He stands at a staggering six foot seven. He's probably killed at least a dozen vampires in his lifetime. Dude, he is in a bunch of exploitation films from the 60s. Uh, He's in a bunch of uh, Mexican Lucha Libre films. Hell yeah. This guy fucking rules. He's in a couple episodes of Fantasy Island, and he has the most menacing eyebrows I have ever seen on a man. I agree. Yeah. If you stare too long at those eyebrows, you eventually become menacing yourself. I think you get pregnant. Your womb gets menaced. Oh! Yeah. So that's the last of our characters. When it pertains to subspecies, the movie by wow. Ted Nicolau, 1991. I, for one, beg to differ, Greg. Oh, okay. Did I miss somebody? Yeah, you missed a big one. But you oh. know what? We're going to get to him in the opening segments of the movie. Oh. So let's just get right the fuck to it. Okay. Now, I am a real big fan of subspecies. I'm a big fan of this movie. I'm a big fan of two, three, and four. And I'm really looking forward to the new subspecies that's supposed to drop soon. Number uh, five. Uh, which is supposed to be uh, Blood Again or something along the lines of that. I don't know. Well, probably Bloodlines. I mean, we already had a bloodlust. Now, uh, this movie is actually the first American film that was filmed in Romania. Romania. Yes, right. Now, this actually was filmed at the fall of communism. And... Uh, Ted was under a lot of criticism for filming over there. Now, I was always under the impression that this was a Charles Band movie. 
No, this is a straight up, this is a Ted DiBiase picture. I have lowered my own personal standard. Uh, yeah, that's right. The million dollar man, Ted DiBiase, with uh, the writer Jackson Barr, better known as Virgil. And if you think this is bad, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> now, they actually went over to Romania and they were like scouting locations. Now, they were actually going to like plan to film this movie in a fucking studio in Hollywood. Charles Band was going to fucking pay for that shit. But instead, they're like, no, fuck that shit. We want the feel of it actually being in Transylvania, in Romania. And you know what? It shows. And that is what makes the movie. Now, the setting, now we, we have a really good cast, but I'm going to go on and say the location is part of the cast, too. That is exactly uh, how I felt watching this. Thank I you. I could not thank agree you. more. Just like in uh, just, now, just like Ghostbusters, the way New York City feels like it's the fifth Ghostbuster, I uh, Romania is definitely part of the ensemble here. For sure, uh, it was all filmed on location over there. Now, I, and also, I was always under the impression that this was filmed at Charles Band's castle that he has over there. It actually wasn't. This was filmed in actual fucking ruins. Oh, yeah. uh, Ted DiBiase and Virgil, they got permits to actually film this shit over there, and they had a bunch of locals in the movie. This is Prish, Prish, Romania. Yes, exactly. Normally, like in movies like this, the extras and stuntmen and shit like that are actual Hollywood. They're SAG. These were all just fucking villagers, which I thought was really fucking cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Greg, I feel like I'm fucking rambling here. No shit, Sherlock. So why don't we get to the goddamn movie itself? Okay, well, we open on the interior of a Romanian castle where albino Brian May is enjoying his period popsicle. Oh, you're a real piece of shit. And you fucking <laughs> did him dirty because you know goddamn well. You know goddamn well that is the tall man from Phantasm. He is. That he is, is the tall man. That is Angus Scrim, my friend. Angus, Angus Scrim. MF Scrim. Big Dick Energy Angus Scrim from the Phantasm series. But you know what? He's yeah. wearing a funny wig in this movie. And I cannot avoid that. I cannot deny it. That wig looks like the scene in Home Alone where Daniel Stern gets electrocuted. Yeah, it's out of control. God damn, it is still so rock star. But our main guy, Ragu, slinks in. And his fingers enter the room 10 minutes before he does. I love that he walks in there like the goth son that like you think it's a phase, but he's 40 and oh. it's like, oh, fuck. He's, he's still just working so at Hot Topic. Yeah, he's just like, I'm a rock star, even though I haven't paid rent in fucking You don't years. understand me. Now, where the fuck has Ragu been this whole time in the basement? Well, he looks like Eric Draven's FAS younger brother. <laughs> okay. But he tells his father that he wants the bloodstone, which apparently is the source of all vampire power in uh, Prez... Yeah, Transylvania. Yeah, well, can we just call it Transylvania for the rest of the episode? That would be great. That would okay, be we'll so do much that. easier for me. Totally. So he says that he wants the bloodstone from his dad. Obviously, he gets denied. And his father... Drops a Looney Tunes-style cage on him. Yeah, real mousetrap situation here. Yeah, but it turns out he's too clever for that. He snips off his giant fingertips, which grow 
into PlayStation 1 era demon servants who release him. Very easily release him. Now, I want to talk about these little fucking stop motion demons that Ragu breaks off of his fingers here. Okay. Now, Greg. Yes. Originally, they actually used extras from this village as these uh, uh, little demon guys. They put them in rubber suits and they built giant, like a giant set around them. And uh, apparently Ted DiBiase was watching the footage and was like, this is way too fucking silly. This is weird. I don't like the way they're moving. I don't like their mannerisms. Even Fuck for that me. shit. Let's bring that fucking guy in that did that shit in Sinbad. And let's make some stop motion creatures. Yeah. So we got what we got here. They don't really blend into the environment so well. They don't really, uh, you know, gel with the rest of the special effects. But they are couple of little demon little people slaves you know what dude still way better than uh uh yeah the alternative would have been uh a little rubber suit like it was like that scene from uh army of darkness but worse anyway they release ragu from his captive cage and he stabs old ass albino brian may to death drinks his blood usurps his father's kingdom in one single move and we get the title screen i want to go on record saying that the fact that angus grimm's character's name is the vampire king Mm. really easy to kill yeah i feel like you're just there to be replaced right yeah as you said usurped does he have a first name does he have a last name Angus Scrim is the Vampire King introduced himself as uh King Vampire King. Yeah, so is he uh he's a Vladislav as well? Yeah, sure. He's more of like a Prego. The, the mother is more of a ragu. Oh, we already have a ragu. Oh, of course. Uh sorry. The mom is more of that Paul Newman fucking saucy you never buy. Oh god, he's a vampire too. Fuck. Of course Paul Newman's a vampire. Is this the new pandemic we're going to have to deal with? Just vampires everywhere? Just like Stakeland. Just coming out of our salad dressings? Now, when Ra- when Ragu killed his father, okay. he said, forgive me. Perdonami, padre. I want you to remember this. Now, every time Ragu kills somebody that he knows, it always starts with a forgive me. Perdonami. That's his way of doing the whole, like, I asked them to forgive me, but I killed them. It's like his deathbed confession. Yeah, yeah, uh, taxi cab confessional. Yeah, just trying to clear his name while their last breath is seeping out of their body. He's like, yeah, it turns out I'm not that bad of a guy. And they're like, you killed me, Raku. Wow. Yeah. So as you said, we get to the title screen. And then, of course, we have a group of American girls getting off a train in discussing spending their next few days of vacation in a Romanian fortress. Spring break, bitches! Oh! In Transylvania. What was that noise I just made? Oh! They travel by tiny European automobile to the town of... Transylvania. 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 Upon arriving, they interrupt a funeral, which is always just, you know, not awkward at all. Hey! And they meet up with Carl the Creep, 
who is going to be their tour guide for the next couple of days. Carl! Dude, Carl fucks. Those goddamn eyebrows of his. Carl Belmont, he's fucking great. <laughs> Carl! Fucking love Carl Belmont. But they don't know Dude. yet. Nope. So, he gives them a quick tour of the grounds, explains that a festival is about to take place to honor the vampire heroes who saved this Transylvanian town. Apparently a bunch of vampires killed the fucking Turks, but the vampires, uh, in return, they got to hang out in the ruins. Yeah. But the vampires were like, well, sure, we killed all those Turks, but uh, hey, we're kind of hungry. Yeah, so we're going to vampires... want something in exchange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what we want is blood. Because, I mean, really, what else do you think a vampire is going to want from you? I like that the vampires that they speak of were just like, there was just like three of them. I think they were kind of feral, too. Just like those kids from uh, the Donner Party. Honestly, what else are you going to give them? Like, they're, they're like, we could give you this bloodstone, right? It's got the blood of the saints in it. It's an everlasting source of blood. Or uh, you got this, I don't know, this goblet, this medieval goblet. Maybe you'd like that as a vampire king. No, they want the blood. Of course they want the blood. The blood of the fucking rock, the fucking bloodstone, hey. So about this time, Ragu orders his demon spawn to bring him said bloodstone, which he greedily slurps up like a big old vampire piggy. He cannot get enough of this stone, and apparently, like we said, it is an everlasting source of saint blood. Yeah, I'm kind of confused by that. So this, this it's like stone the best just blood, right? It's, it's the only good blood. It, it's pure. It's coming from a stone. You're not gonna get happy. You're not like, gonna get like the virgin hip. blood, right? Oh, dude, you know it's just like baby blood, just delicious. Well, we all know saints don't fuck. Yay! You ever put a baby in a blender, huh? Yes, once. That's why I'm in the wheelchair. <laughs> what are you, my dad? <laughs> oh, oh, hey. oh, hey. oh. <laughs> So he takes a quick coffin nap while the blondies attempt to sneak into the mausoleum to take pictures. Yeah, like a little selfie for their Instagram. Yeah, you know, just trying to get a little bit of, you know, social media presence. Yeah, back in 91. But instead, they hurt themselves. How? Trying to open the door, I guess. Yeah, uh... the dumb blondie stuck her arm in the fucking door trying to unlatch it. Who's on the other side but big old slender fingers ragu who gives a little scratch scratch to uh yeah he's you know he's got things happening with his hands apparently he's got a lot of nails how do you wipe your ass do vampires even shit he does not no there's no fucking way he does that do vampires shit greg he's a dirty dirty corpse he's got mercy in his nails he's filthy no i don't think he eats anything right he just he drinks blood well, you can't just piss out blood. You got to poop sometime, right? Do you just shit blood? Is that true? Is this like, is this is how that... it is when you have Crohn's? Crohn's? I actually don't know what the medical science behind that is. If you only drink blood, do you poop? But does it coagulate in your system? Like what? what? You know what? I know. I'm sure there's at least one med student in our audience. <laughs> but... To you, can you eat blood and poop, or is it just, uh, you know... Just it's well-documented that vampires... Time. Vampires totally fuck, right? Sure. Do they come nut, what? or do they come blood? Is it like the cover of that Metallica album, or is it like a normal sploosh? 
Oh, do they piss? You mean. But my, like my favorite Metallica album. Do they piss blood? Do they shit blood? I'm I'm very confused at the vampire anatomy. Does not matter. Not important. And I really no, it does matter to me. I really hope that what we do in the shadows covers this. You know they might. They might. They're only getting more and more extreme as the years go by. Yeah. Someone's in here. Did you make a messy toilet again? I, I did. I, I had an accident. Whoopsie. So later, Stefan interrupts the girls with his sexiness. His piercing eyes bestows upon the two blondies and, of course, Michelle. He leaves them all hot and bothered and goes off to touch himself in his room or something. But he just, he swoops in and swoops out in a matter of a minute, but he wins all of their hearts effortlessly. Because he's a fucking vampire, of course. He's hot. Yeah, right. Yeah, charm is his whole thing, right? That's what, that's guy, what they have. That's their whole advantage. In. Yeah, I know. The, the, guy, the guy fucking walked in like, uh, you were working as a waitress in a cocktail bar <laughs> when I met you. The blondies talk with an old gypsy about how vampires saved the town back in the 1440s from Turkish rapists. Yeah. And in return, the townsfolk gave the vampires their own fortress. And not only that, but she says the bloodstone was imbued with the blood of saints, like we talked about. Yeah, we totally did. And was given to the vampires to keep them from ever biting another mortal human again. You know, vampires could also go suck on some cows. Maybe some horses. There are other sources of blood, right? But apparently, yeah, you just don't human. need. I don't, I don't make the legends. I don't make the myths. I, I hear the baby blood is delicious. Just ask Hillary. <laughs> I already apologized to Bill. Sorry. You want to get us all killed? They don't believe in vampires. Naturally, they resolve that they're going to fuck around and find out. I love that she is like, stay away from the fucking ruins. Uh, she also reminds me of uh, the woman at the beginning of Dracula Dead and Loving. Uh, take the crust. Yeah. No, take the crust. She's just uh, trying to help. Yeah, just trying to help. She's like, no, you must stay away from the ruins. Turns but of out, course, there's a, there's a vampire here, and he's not just any vampire. He's kind of a dick. Yeah, so, he's the sauce king. He, he's the most dickish vampire you could ever imagine. He's such a dick. So maybe stay away from the ruins. You know, stay yeah. away. Stay away from the ruins. So anyway, of course, Ragu rises from his coffin, flapping his fingers around, and he decides that he's going to follow this small group of Dracula deniers through the dark beast-filled forest for the night. But then he pops up and gives him a real scare! But fortunately, Stefan shows up to rescue them. Yeah, big dick Stefan jumping in just in time before Ragu sinks his fangs into these broads. And he's even creepier than Ragu, TBH. And I'm just thinking, WTF is he doing out here at night? Just terrible. What are his plans? What's his purpose? Where are his pants? Yeah, we don't really know who Stefan is at this point, but uh, oh yeah. man, does it get revealed pretty soon? You know what? Yeah. It turns out Stefan is Ragu's more human passing little brother. 
What? Yeah! Who would have thought? Oh, who'd have thunk it? And right about now, he finds their father dead. The king is dead! Long live the king. Yeah, Lemmy from Motorhead. So Ragu taunts his little brother straight to his face, and guess what? I killed dead. No big deal. I'm the king now. Look at my bloodstone. Yeah, look at my bloodstone. Look at my dick. He puts Stefan in like a sleeper hold, mm-hmm. and he's all like, brother, oh, the love that you have for these mortals. Ragu's all out of faith. This is how he feels. Yeah, the dialogue here is weird. But also, like, why didn't he kill him? Like, well, Ragu, Ragu went out to go stalk these broads and just kind of left Stefan alone. Nothing's right. He's torn. He uh, he goes into where uh, the bed and breakfast where the broads are all fucking staying. Yeah. And he's got any mighty mo to pick from. But instead, he picks the one blonde. God fucking bless her. I don't fucking know her goddamn name. Uh, they they all kind of blend together. They're yeah, blonde. Blondie number two, we'll call her. Collective uh, Blondie. Yeah, the one that he scratched earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. He goes up to her. He finds the scratch mark. He starts suckling on that fucking wound, sucking down that delicious American blood. And oh, yeah. he decides, you know what? I want to see some tits. Yeah. So he fucking pops her top off. He goes in for a little bit of the suck suck. And this is where Stefan busts in. Yeah. Just in time to catch him copping a feel as he curses Blondie to an eternity of bloodthirsty undeath. Yeah, but Stefan's like not on my watch, Ragu. They get into a little bit of an altercation. Ragu shows off his bloodstone, challenges Stefan to come take it. But wouldn't you know it? Stefan is weakened by the rising sun and he by goes the rising sun. Oh my gosh, Greg. Crazy. This scene right here. So this movie came out in 91. Yeah. I actually remember this scene from watching it on HBO when it first premiered. I don't remember anything else from the movie when it premiered, but I remember the scene of Ragu holding the bloodstone going, oh, you want this, Stefan? Aside from the dialogue, it's actually shot rather well. It's shot so well. You have Ragu standing on the high ground. Uh, Just like Obi-Wan. Exactly. You've got Stefan climbing dying trying to pursue him and just just like anakin yeah as a matter of fact i think george lucas watched this movie i'm pretty sure he ripped this off for the he ripped it off uh, revenge of the sith or whatever that shit was yeah revenge of the jedi Uh, i hate you you underestimate my yeah so then carl fucking grabs him snatches him up takes him away Uh, so Ragu, he fucks off to his castle, totally not owned by Charles Band, and uh, he takes a little nappy nap. At this point, Carl starts making steaks because he knows what he's up against. Yes. Big six foot seven, big dick slinging, eyebrow raising, pile driving, trailblazing, lick your pussy, Carl. Oh! Is making steaks, and he's also making, which I find to be very fucking clever i don't remember seeing this before subspecies he is manufacturing weapons i've seen movies before this where of course you have like uh your vampire hunter making your shit your belmont your van helsing Mm -hmm. 
but Carl straight up makes shotgun rounds by dumping out the lead and filling it full of wood rosary beads. And which I'm glad that you mentioned this because I also thought that was fucking incredible. Unfucking real. Now Blade, so cool. Blade did this about eight years later with silver, of course. Yeah, uh, the same. It's totally not the same because Carl lives in a fucking goddamn village of 30 people and he's making his fucking sh- vampire killing shit and it is just so badass. Also, and these beads are so much bigger than any buckshot you're ever going to find. <laughs> it's just- going to really hurt you. It's just giant oak, I'm assuming, just wooden balls. <laughs> Maybe maple. You can probably only fit maybe like 12 or 15 of them into a cartridge. And only about six, maybe four of them are going to end up inside of you. That's going to make a mess, basically. Yeah. But if it's going to hit your heart and you're a vampire, you're going to have a real bad time. Also, his intention is not to go single barreled, my friend. No, he's going double. You're going to get a lot of this punched into your fucking chest cavity. So we got this awesome, like, push it to the limit montage of Carl making these weapons. But then Stefan walks in and he starts talking about, like, I just love to look in Michelle's eyes. Yeah, you know, he really kind of brings the mood down. We were starting to feel like this is going to be like a Predator-esque monster hunt for a moment. Yeah, we're all getting pumped up. We're yeah, waiting for right? him to, to go on the prowl and just start hunting some vampires. But no, why not just have Stefan come in and kill them? Yeah, Stefan starts coming in. He starts fucking flicking his clitoris around. But then Carl, Carl! being man's game as fuck, countersues and says, this girl, she has your mother's eyes. Which, that is the last thing I want to hear if I'm about to fucking bone a chick. That's a straight up Freudian call out. But yeah. Stefan, he's into it. He's like, oh God, yeah, he has my mom. Yeah, he does not skip a beat. He's like, yeah, no, you exactly, you have my number. That is why yeah, I'm attracted yeah. to this woman. You hit the nail on the fucking head. Yep. She looks like my mom. I am hard as fuck. Yeah, so Stefan's got his issues. Yeah, clearly. He admits that he's falling in love with Blondie after knowing her for what five minutes yeah she's not blonde so she's got him all fucked up and horny yep but that doesn't matter because the festival is about to commence yeah what kind of festival is this it's like a creepy mask festival it's almost it's kind of like a day of the dead kind of thing but in romania where they're just dancing around in the cemetery they're all wearing masks they're skipping over graves i feel like there is some sort of reverence that they had for newly dug graves but uh you know they're just getting drunk playing music uh yeah i thought it was really distasteful that they were playing scat band while they were fucking dancing through this graveyard with the wearing the creepy mask blondie attends to take some pictures while the locals dance around in elaborate costumes and masks to Scatman John. I'm a Stefan intensely warns Blondie that she's in danger. Michelle. She's the darker haired of the Blondies. 
<laughs> you might actually call her a brunette. Sure. Regardless, an old gypsy unsuccessfully tries to cock block Stefan. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't matter because he's already at second base. All he did was put on a fucking cure album, and Michelle's pussy got wetter than the Ippy River. So this is where Blondie tells Blondie she wants to go check on Blondie. So she leaves, and Ragu proves that he's the sauce boss by getting gypsy with it. By which I mean he kills Blondie. Na 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 na. Yeah, so uh, he totally fucking takes Fat Blondie out just the way Jason Voorhees took out that fat hitchhiker in Friday the 13th Part 3. This is also the same gypsy who was like, take the curse. Maybe don't listen to her. She's obviously suffering from Alzheimer's. Yeah, but you know what? She's dead forever. Go fuck yourself. So Ragu ends up taking out the other Blondie. Well, uh, Michelle goes back to check on Blondie back at the B&B. Yeah, okay. So just to to wrap this all up, uh, just to give you a a quick, succinct detail of the whole situation. No, that's good. All the Blondies have been abducted by Ragu at this point. They're all just going back to the dungeon. That's what he does. He likes it. He likes tits. He likes blood. I mean... You know, Rod Ragu is just doing his thing, man. The great thing about this scene is that the whole time a royalty-free version of Devil Went Down to Georgia has been playing in the background, and the party rages on. Oh, you noticed that too, huh? I did, actually. Yeah, I was yeah. grooving to it. Oh, sweet. So now, the only remaining blondie demands answers from Stefan, saying, you need to admit who your grandmother is and who you came from and why are you a vampire? And he says, you know what? My grandmother was actually a sorceress. My grandfather was a wizard or something like that. But uh, you know what? I'm cool, right? You met me. We're all right. We we fell in love in five minutes. This uh, this witch put a spell on my dad, the tall man from Phantasm, fucked him and shit out Radu because Radu is totally a butt baby. But she doesn't want to believe it because they were so deeply in love. Somehow, I don't really understand. Yeah, over that one day. But he tries to kiss her. And it turns out that now that she knows that he's a vampire, she's totally racist. Yeah. Yeah. Just not feeling the whole like bloodsucker thing. Like, oh, no, we can't intermingle anymore. Mr. Vampire. Yeah, she's over there like fucking Lady Gaga with that Alejandro song. Stop, please. I just let me go. Alejandro. Das Wampir. Yeah, exactly. So Ragu holds Blondie captive in his mausoleum, leaving her in the care of his perverted PlayStation demon slaves. This is the whole thing about how Radu loves tits. Mm. Blondie 3 is chained up. Her tits are exposed, all ripped to shit. Yep. And uh, he's like, oh, sorry. I have to go. But as you mentioned, the PlayStation he, demons are going to be there. talk to- like that. Yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, he's the total Loomis type. Yeah, not so much Romanian, more California surfer. You just drop in and just smack the lip. Whoopah! Drop down. Snap. Is that what I was coming across this? Just ride the barrel and get pitted. So pitted like that. So Carl and Blondie decide that it's about time for a full-on assault of Ragu's resting place. They find his coffin, 
but it turns out that nobody's home. <gasps> what? Because uh, uh, Carl, Carl, Carl was so certain. Carl. Was so certain that he knew where Radu slept, but Radu turns out he's smarter than that, baby. So Stefan finds Blondie captive in this dungeon. He's lured into a trap by her tits, naturally. Yeah. And is caught in a net by the tiny PlayStation demons. Ragu goes to the cemetery, raises Blondie from the dead as his eternal servant of darkness, and kidnaps Blondie from a church. You know, he totally fucking came while he was raising her from the grave. I love how fucking easy it was for this, too, because Michelle and Carl were hiding out in a church. The dead blondie that they just buried showed up and was like, oh, Michelle, Michelle. Michelle, and, uh, Michelle, an erotic journey from Milan to Minsk. So Michelle runs out. She gets fucking grabbed, taken Liam Neeson style by mm-hmm. Ragu. Ragu confronts Stefan in the castle where Blondie is about to be defiled. Defiled! He takes a big old hit off the bloodstone and bites her right in the neck. I thought, like, is he's like all like the whole, oh, brother, I am going to defile her. Yeah, you know, he's, he's trying to, he's acting reluctant, but I feel like it's just a put on. Yeah, just like you that know, song, it's a put on. He's, he's pretending. Oh, Just then, Carl arrives. Oh. With a shotgun in hand, both barrels blazing, he shoots Blondie in the breadbasket and frees Stefan, who in turn rescues Blondie and sloppily sword fights Ragu like they both suffer from ketamine addiction. Just like from the Highlander. Blondie drops a chandelier on Blondie as Ragu disarms his brother. All appears to be lost until Stefan grabs a flaming wooden spear from the fireplace and feeds him the business end. Right to the heart. And just to make his point perfectly clear, he uses an axe to remove Regu's head from his body and sends him straight to hell. He's like, can I ask you a question? Carl cleans up the rest of the blondies. Stefan turns Blondie into an internal blood-sucking beast. Everyone gets laid and it's the end. Question mark because oh. there's like 28 other subspecies movies after this. Oh, yeah, you fucking chop his head off, stab him in the heart, burn him alive. You could do whatever you want to do with him because Radu does not die, he always comes back. You got subspecies part two, which picks up right after this fucking movie. Radu He's- ends up killing his brother taking Michelle. Michelle runs and fucks off to France. It ends up being a whole fucking ordeal. We get introduced to Radu's mom. The whole subspecies movie is a goddamn fucking blast. I fucking love it. This movie is fucking great, Greg. You got tits. You got gore. You got vampires. You got the tall man, Angus Scrim. You got Anders Hove from General Hospital. You got the not Nosferatu fingertips. You got a whole movie shot in Romania, the first goddamn American movie shot in Romania. Five out of five scaries. Yeah, damn, I love subspecies so fucking much. Woo!
Greg, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, it was okay. Okay. I'm just kidding. I hey. fucking loved it. Yeah. Honestly, my biggest uh, attachment to it was the setting. I loved seeing all the architecture. I loved seeing the the Romanian castle, the fortress, the mausoleum, uh, Radu, the actor, fucking perfect for the role. Yeah, Radu. His fingers, you know, his uh, his prosthetics, you can get over it. Weren't perfect, but they looked all right. Yeah. He's a blood-sucking beast. He's a lusty old vampire. What are you, my dad? It's a classic tale. It's a Romanian folklore. Really, what's that to love about this whole fucking thing? Stefan was a little bit uh, annoying. I didn't yeah, like his haircut. It kind of oh, rubbed me the wrong way. He dies in the first couple minutes of the second movie. Spoiler alert. Oh, thank alert. God. Okay, okay. I'm, yeah, you know no, what? you don't have to deal with him ever again. I'm He's so happy forever. that you told Go me fuck that. yourself, Stefan. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's perfect, because otherwise I never would have given this hey, straight hey, up. Hey, hey, let me hear it. Five out of five. Ooh. Damn, that's Ragu. Oh, that is so Ragu. Yeah, Stefan is actually replaced in two and three by, I'm going to call him the final boy from Friday the 13th Part 7. All right, my man. So with that said, what do you got in mind for next week? Okay, next hey. week, uh, we went a little serious with subspecies. We're going to stray away from werewolves. We're going to go more into the full moon pictures. I think Greg and I are going to stick to the 90s, just like subspecies. How about but something I think... uh, incredibly racist and full of nudity? Okay. Does that uh, make sense to you? Yeah, I like it. Does it sound like every single Charles Band Charles Band movie uh, ever? Yeah. Okay, yeah. we're going to do one of those. Yeah. Uh, Fuck yeah. I think, uh, I think Greg and I are going to go to 1995. Okay. Uh, to be oddly specific. One of my favorite years. I think Greg and I are going to take you to Charles Band's castle. The Gothic castle. Mm, Gothic castle. Yeah. That's what I said. Uh, and we're going to let you guys sleep on that shit. And uh, try to try to figure out exactly what the fuck I'm talking about here. Yeah, huh? okay. Nobody knows. But you know what you do know? Is that you should probably love each other. You should probably care for one another. But... Uh, most importantly, partly. <gasps> it spooky. Damn, that's scary. I like the way uh, balls and uh, penis look. You think I had that kind of lung capacity, did you? Oh fuck. Oh, okay. Wake me up before you go. Go. Don't leave me hanging on like a car.